Hello, and welcome to PrimeMed's News and Updates podcast. This series is intended to provide clinicians with the latest updates in primary care. Today's topics include emotional exhaustion for doctors, effects of electric fans on temperature, and regular measurement of blood pressure, waist circumference, and lipids. Professional coaching can reduce emotional exhaustion for doctors. Professional coaching can reduce emotional exhaustion, improve overall quality of life, and build resilience among physicians, according to a study published online August 5th in JAMA Internal Medicine. Lizalet N. Dearby, MD, from the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and colleagues examined the effect of individualized coaching on physician well-being in a pilot randomized clinical trial involving 88 practicing physicians in medicine, family medicine, and pediatrics. Participants underwent six coaching sessions facilitated by a professional coach. The researchers found that by the end of the study, emotional exhaustion decreased by a mean of 5.2 points in the intervention group after six months of professional coaching versus an increase of 1.5 points in the control group. At five months, the absolute rates of high emotional exhaustion decreased by 19.5% in the intervention group and increased by 9.8% in the control group. The absolute rates of overall burnout decreased and increased by 17.1 and 4.9% respectively. Quality of life improved by a mean of 1.2 points in the intervention group compared with 0.1 points in the control group. Resilience scores improved by a mean of 1.3 and 0.6 points respectively. Coaching expands the framework of the types of offerings that organizations can provide to assist physicians both personally and professionally, the authors write. Several authors are co-inventors of and receive royalties for the Physician Wellbeing Index, Medical Student Wellbeing Index, Nurse Wellbeing Index, and the Wellbeing Index. Electric fans help in hot, humid conditions, but not hot, dry ones. Electric fans reduce core temperature and cardiovascular strain and improve thermal comfort in hot, humid conditions, but are detrimental for all measures in very hot, dry conditions, according to a research letter published online August 6th in the Annals of Internal Medicine. Nathan B. Morris, Ph.D., from the Thermal Ergonomics Laboratory at the University of Sydney and colleagues examined the effect of electric fan use on thermal strain, cardiovascular strain, risk for dehydration, and thermal comfort during a two-hour exposure to simulated peak conditions of a heat wave with hot and dry conditions versus cooler and more humid conditions with a higher heat index. Twelve male participants sat in a climactic chamber that simulated the conditions. Within each heat wave condition, the two-hour changes from baseline were compared between fan and control without fan. The researchers found that in very hot, dry conditions, fan use worsened rectal temperature, rate pressure product, heart rate, whole body sweat rate, and whole body thermal comfort. In hot, humid conditions, fan use improved each of these, except for whole body sweat rate, which was worsened. 
there was no difference in systolic blood pressure with fan use in either heat wave condition. Fans could be encouraged as a cheaper and accessible alternative to air conditioning that also limits net electricity demand and carbon pollution, the authors write. BP, waist circumference, and lipids should be measured regularly. Blood pressure, waist circumference, fasting lipid profile, and blood glucose should be measured regularly to identify atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, ASCVD, and type 2 diabetes mellitus, T2DM, according to guidelines published online July 31st in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism. James L. Rosenzweig, M.D., from the Hebrew Rehabilitation Hospital in Boston, and colleagues, developed clinical practice guidelines for primary prevention of ASCVD and T2DM in patients at metabolic risk for developing these conditions. The researchers note that healthcare providers should incorporate regular screening and identification of individuals at metabolic risk. Screening should include measuring blood pressure, waist circumference, fasting lipid profile, and blood glucose. 10-year global risk assessment for ASCVD, or coronary heart disease, should be performed for individuals identified at metabolic risk to determine targets of therapy for reduction of apolipoprotein B-containing lipoproteins. Lifestyle management should be the first priority for primary prevention of ASCVD and T2DM. A heart-healthy dietary pattern and sodium restriction should be included, together with an active lifestyle incorporating daily walking, limited sedentary time, and a structured physical activity program. Loss of 5% or more of initial body weight should be the goal for the first year in individuals with excess weight. We emphasize the importance of lifestyle, dietary, and behavioral changes as the first-line treatment, Rosenvig said in a statement. However, treatment with medication is appropriate if goals are not met with lifestyle changes alone. Several authors disclose financial ties to the pharmaceutical and medical device industries. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your hosts have been PrimeMed Digital's Lee Tatro and Kevin Foley news content provided by Health Day. All rights reserved. See you next time.